Happy Grammys Day to you, Carney. Happy Grammys Day, Brad. One of the biggest days in music of the year. Um, welcome back, listeners, to the Album Lounge, where we talk about our favourite albums and albums we discover. Together, you're with Brad and Carney, and we're talking about a monster album today. Hell but before yes. we get to it, tell me about the Grammys, Carney, because we got the Grammys. Tay Tay Swizzle taking it out. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't. I feel bad. I didn't follow along this time. I didn't watch. I usually I watch the Grammys as well. I didn't but see I know lots some... of people in extravagant outfits. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, yeah. And then I'll look and see who's won. I'll be like, yeah. But I will right. say the Beatles won a Grammy today. Really? Did they? For their music video of I'm Only Sleeping when they reissued Revolver. Um, that won the best music video Grammy. So That's nice, but it... That's a bit cheap, though. Like, that song did come out in, like, 1967. What? 66. 66, because it's on the Revolver album. But, yeah, I find it funny that, like, it still beats out, like, I think there was, like, a Billie Eilish music video and something like that, but, like, Beatles. Yeah. Still on top. But I only found out probably that the Grammys are actually happening because um, a group chat that I was in was blowing up because... um, Taylor Swift, firstly, Taylor Swift, good on, good on her, her recent album, which I think came out last year, from what I know, Midnight. Midnight, Midnight yeah, oh, Midnight's, yeah. Midnight's, um, from what I can see, has won two Grammys, could have won more, but it's won two Grammys, won album of the year. Nice. Against people well like, people like Olivia Rodrigo's Guts, Banger. Miley Cyrus, Boy Genius, John Batiste as Dang. well. Lana Del Rey, all these people. And it also, looking here, best pop vocal album. Wow. It won. Beating out Ed Sheeran, Subtract, oh. Olivia, Miley and Kelly Clarkson. Miley had a good time at the Grammys. I really? think Miley won as well. And my man Billy Joel performed his new song, uh, which I think is absolutely fantastic, as Ooh. I'll talk about at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, but I think... Fairly successful Grammys. I think I didn't watch them, but I see the. I was keeping up with the news throughout the day. Yeah, don't but, keep up a heavy amount, but it seemed like it was very good. We got some wins from Paramore. Nice. Paramore hit up that This Is Why album got a win. Hurry up and which put your nice. socials back together, Paramore. If you go on their socials and websites, just nothing. Like no really? profile picture. I think because they've just been released from their label after like 20 years. Oh, so Jesus. So all their socials are like blank. So they're probably like, they're free agents now. I might have something Ooh. to do with that. Or a new album. Or I love me some Paramore. No, I um, get you. Oh, and here's something surprising. Here's two things. I've got two things right here. Who, who in best rock performance do you think won if I listed here? The Arctic oh, Monkeys, um, the Black Pumas, Foo Fighters, Boy Genius or Metallica? Who it was do you think? Metallica, wasn't it? No. The oh, best they, rock I think they won the best metal one. I think Metallica did. The best rock performance was Boy Genius with Not Strong Enough. Oh, yeah. There you go. Which is nice. Which also won best rock song. Dang. So they're walking out with two Grammys. It's a very brand new band. Like they are like a super group band that only formed like last year or something. That's pretty impressive. Well, three. My sorry. Their, their album also got a Grammy. It's Dang. insane. So walking out with three already. But yeah, brilliant for the Grammys. And obviously Taylor Swift also announced her brand new album. I love me some Which is swizzle. great. I'm... Tay Tay Swizzle. Yeah. 
It's just when are we gonna do a Tay Tay album? I'm too scared. Oh yeah, I'm scared I'm too. I'm too scared. I don't know if I, I don't know if I could. I don't, I don't know. I feel like we but, would get stabbed by also, some Swifties. Also, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> give. I haven't given Taylor Swift the light of day with a lot of her albums. I haven't. I love the old school stuff. Speak now, banger, banger of an album. Yeah, check it out. Maybe. Yeah. But then, like thirty anything, al- anything past like. Folklore or Evermore, I just actually have not just listened to at all. Um, but, like, Reputation and stuff like that has some bangers on it. That's true. Um, I mean, 22 is an important number oh, for Taylor yeah. Swift people, right? So maybe our 22nd album, a 22nd <gasps> episode, oh. we'll do a Taylor Swift album. We'll dive deep. So can someone remind us when we get, when we <laughs> get t- close? Well, our we have a album. lot of albums to get through, <laughs> so we, get, we will forget. But anyway... Let's talk about that was the that was today. Let's 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 take a go back in time quite a few years. Nineteen seventy three. Ooh. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon recorded at hey. Abbey Road Studios, where a lot of our famous and really? favorite it's Abbey albums. Road. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of our favorite albums have been recorded in those studios. Um, for listeners who want to know, I am a Pink Floyd fanatic and Carney has just been introduced to Pink Floyd. <laughs> I knew barely anything. I had heard Money and even then when I listened to the song, I was like, I hadn't heard this bit. Yeah. So I knew part of Money. Basically the riff. I think I knew that pretty yeah. much. And not that much. And obviously... You know, you know the things like another brick in the wall. Like I yeah. played that a bunch of times. So I studied that in English, and that music video scarred our whole class. Like oh, we yeah, were it's broken. That movie. And that was in year nine. I was. I, we were like all like sixteen years old. <laughs> that movie rocks. That album rocks. We got to do the wall. But yeah, it can be. I remember my drum teacher gave it to me as a kid, and I was like twelve. <gasps> what and I was the like, shit? what is this? <laughs> But like now, I've watched it many, many, many times since, and including I've seen it once in cinemas, and I've really? come to very much appreciate the wall. Oh my! But we're not talking about the wall. We're talking about Dark Side of the Moon, one of the top ten greatest selling albums of all time. Really? Correct. Among Damn. There's this thing that people used to say that there was a record plant only making our like pressings of Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> back then, because there was just so many people wanting that album, and you can see why. It's absolute classic. One of the greatest albums of all time. Hit on the album lounge. Yes, everybody knows the classic. That's what I knew before. The, the artwork. To the, the artwork. Because everybody does it in science class. I did. It's very cool to look at. It's pretty cool. On the, on the artwork and in real life when Bangers. that happens. So, Shall we get into it? Hands down. Let's do it. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. You can, there, there's no really like producer credits for this, but it's very famously engineered by Alan Parsons from the Alan Parsons Project, who's also worked with um, a, a group called, um, what's their name again? Oh, yeah, the Beatles. Oh, um, and a few oh, other I see, like I see. relatively unknown groups like that. But, <laughs> um, so let's have a look at Pink Floyd. So, Pink Floyd is about halfway through their discography with Dark Side. A lot of their early stuff with their original singer, Sid Barrett, is very, like, 60s psychedelic, like, 
Beatles kind of, but just much, much, much heavier on the psychedelic yeah. rock side of things. Whereas this is obviously a much more progressive oh, ex- listening experience. Um, Roger Waters, the bass player and um, main lyricist, pretty much wrote the whole album Who and pretty much really? has written a lot of Pink Floyd's um, discography with Dave Gilmore's insane shredding, um, <laughs> Richard White's insane <laughs> piano, which we will get to. Um, and of course, Nick Mason's insane drumming. I saw Nick Mason last year with um, really? Saucer Full of Secrets. He did. It's like his his band that he put together with like insane band members, and they just do early Pink Floyd. They don't do like anything of Dark Side onwards. So only early stuff, and it was just insane. Shout out to the people who went to that. Um, lots of my friends have gone there, and it was mm. great and it rocked. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, the first track, Speak To Me. So this is kind of like, I always thought this song is like when you're like being born. I always kind of think of this song, this album really? as like life in general. Like you hear like the screams and stuff like that going into a breathe and stuff like that. It's just this heartbeat and then it ends on heartbeats as well. I so did say, like I did, this. I did notice that the, the collective like That's tail right. end and beginning of they the do, album. Pink Floyd like to do that. In the wall as well. The start of the album is like one sentence, and then the end of the album is the beginning of that sentence. So oh, you hear the start of the sentence, clever. and then if you went back to the start of the album, you'd hear it again. So it's just like a cycle. That's what I thought this album was doing at the end because I was like, oh, is it looping back? Yeah, and then if you played it, it would just out. continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's so interesting. Speak to me is just cool intro to the album. You listen for, I feel like for you, like, did you feel like. What am I about to like experience? It was really confusing. <laughs> like, it, like I was really confused, especially because on Spotify it says explicit, so I was expecting oh, lyrics. Mad for F and years. I was expecting yeah, yeah. lyrics, and then I listened to it, and I was like, it threw me in for a spin. I did not know that this is the kind of album that I was looking for, and I was personally like, what is actually happening? Yeah. And it's it's very much an like a like a like an intro for the album, and I think That's it works right, very well sure. as an intro for the album. But by itself, I'm all, I'm like, huh, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's it's very it's it's a bit hard to rank as an instrumental, yeah. like kind of as an intro. So like, I go three point five. Just could like comparing yeah, no, it to like you. massive songs on the album. It's kind of hard to not. Like or to make it any higher compared to other yeah. songs. How about you? Compared to the other instrumentals, I'm 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 sorry. I'm yeah. sorry, Brad. It it got a two. Two. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. A lot it of got a two. A lot of people are gonna be gasped. unhappy. A lot of people are gonna be unhappy. But this it's kind fair of pre- it's uh, an instrumental. Yeah. There's not much to it. Like it just builds. It just if you compare, if you added it in with the next song, yeah. it would probably be ranked a lot higher. This kind um, of progressiveness as well. Is not like a massive like I love the rock and a lot of the things on this I am a big fan of. A yeah. lot of this is like that Beatles sort of progressive sort of fun stuff. But even then, with a lot of Beatles things as well, things that are like that progressive, like this is leaning towards like Revolution Nine, <laughs> that sort of stuff. I'm just like I'm listening. I'm like I can understand where it fits with everything else and it works well to lead in because all the songs lead into each other and yeah, it works yeah, yeah. as a unit. And I think. I don't think it should be gotten rid of. I don't think no, it's no, bad, no, no, no. but it's just by itself, especially. I'm just like, That's fair. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like there are a few instrumentals on this, but like 
on their own. Like we've spoken about this, like songs are sometimes like either like they're stronger together or like sometimes they're like on their own, they're stronger apart from one another. Whereas I feel like with these, and I think I could say for all of the instrumentals on this album, they're stronger as a unit yes, together. Yes, definitely. If you're listening to Breathe, which is the next song on the album, into this, which is just uh, every time I put this song on and on the album, I just like, hmm. ah, it's nice, it it's smooth, it's like, yeah, and like very David Gilmore's slide guitar on it is just, and his vocals as well, the harmonies, um, just such good musicianship from Pink Floyd. Roger Waters isn't like the most, uh, I wouldn't say like advanced, but like. He's he's no like Paul McCartney or anything. Yeah, like no. That. And he's never been like he's like never been like open to saying he's a virtuoso. Like he is a songwriter through and through. <laughs> and like he plays bass but, like live, he plays guitar and piano. On the latest tour he's been playing piano and stuff like that. Oh. Um, but like he's no I would say he's known more solely for his writing rather than his bass playing. But oh, like yeah, he, that's he fair. like like the hook for money and stuff like that. Like he he's able to be so creative with his writing. I've seen um, people like bash him for his bass playing because they um only because of like time, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, but only yeah, yeah. Because of like like how can you take a bass player seriously when they're doing this to create the sound? <laughs> when they're trying to perfect think, the sound. We will of this. talk about it, but like we'll come back to it, we'll come back. Yeah. I'll go on a rant about it. Uh, but I just think Breathe is, like, really the perfect opener. And it's really, like, this whole album isn't underrated. But I think on you've got a few monster hits on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it might be a little underrated. It is probably in my top three Pink Floyd songs of all time. Really? Yeah. Damn. There's just something about it. It just... And, like, the way it comes back in after time, like, the, like the reprise of Breathe is so good. I gave it a solid five. That's Ka-chow. fair. That's fair. That's love understandable. It. Absolutely love it. How about you? <laughs> you don't need to love like it's going to be bad. Okay. All right. Come on. Sorry. I've been talking. But Please. it is bad. I gave it a three and a half. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, it's good. I do, like, compared to some of the other songs, though, the, like, at the beginning of the album... It doesn't hit as much for me. But yeah, I do yeah. like it. It's nice. It's chill. That's it's fair. It's relaxed. Okay, I'll take but, that. Yeah, it's a solid three and a half in my eyes. Um, how about the next track? It started and I was like, oh, what's happening? And then I started getting more confused as the track went on. I started and I was like, okay, okay, what are we hitting? It's like, and it's like, okay. So our tempo is picked up yeah. and the synth is coming. we got some like, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then another synth hits me being like, and like, hitting, and I'm like, okay, now I'm a bit lost here. And then more things just start, because it's an instrumental. It's another instrumental on the track, which is great. And they lead in perfectly. But especially with it's like, the track's like slow, like, fade out into a bunch of different noises and then yeah, it's yeah, slow yeah. transition yeah. into times like clocks. Like the further it goes on, the more I was like, what is happening in this track? See, I, I remember <laughs> seeing a video of Roger Waters like doing it live in the studio. Like he was just like with this synthesizer and like you, you would like put in like the series of notes and repeat like in the oscillators and it would just and then it would do 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 then he would turn up and so on and so on. 
I just think it's just so clever, though. I really do. Like, it's so ahead of its time. Oh, no, of Like, course. if something, like... I don't know, if something came out like that today and it was, like, a modernised or something like that, I reckon it would be a hit for sure. Oh, definitely. Like, I think it's, it's just so, yeah, ahead of its time, for sure. Yeah. I think it's great. Like, for, for what it is, especially a lot of these That's ones right, are, like, yeah. like, pretty, like, heavily progressive. And this is, like... Things like people would like never have heard. Like this is pretty like out there and the way they fit together in that. You're listening it, I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And for someone who hasn't heard it before, that's a fair response. Um, so if I go speak to me a 3.5, I go up on the run of four. There's a little bit more to it. Yes. Um, for me, how about you? I, I, we've got the same... Gap, we've got the same like ratio, oh, yeah, okay. but I gave it a two and a half, two and a half. in comparison to the rest of the stuff yeah, I yeah, gave. Yeah. But also, this is the first time I'm listening, so everything's very like yeah, visceral to like hear and take in, especially like compared to like traditional stuff that's a bit strange, you know, yeah. and a bit interesting I compared think, to like stuff yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy, like. Yeah, you know? I think I think we were talking about this before we we started recording that Pink Floyd can be a slow burn of an artist for a lot of people. Like it was for me. Like when I first heard the Wall when I was a kid, I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> Whereas now, like Pink Floyd would be probably in my top five favorite artists of all time. Damn. Um, they're just so creative and clever and musically geniuses. They're writing like Rogers in particular is just an insane writer. Um. And as we talk about Roger Waters' great writing, we, we head into time, uh, oh which is just my. rocking and banging and Dave Gilmore's mega guitar solo oh, just it does shreds. The beginning of the song takes me takes takes me for a spin, though. No, even before that, it's just got all these ticking clocks all oh, over yeah. each other. And then, watch out, listeners! Don't listen at full volume with your headphones <laughs> because the, the 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 countless clock chimes in the very middle does take me by surprise when I listen to it. But I like it. I, in comparison to the other like instrumentals, the intro for this is like oh, it's like a bit like ambient and it's like interesting. Yeah, and, and then the, like the do, do, the metronomy type ticking clock type. So you know he thing. did we did that with the bass, right? Yes, like, I've, like seen, the, I've seen I've seen I've seen the I, I I have a distinct view in my head of a clip of like he, um him trying to line it up with a clock being projected on the back and oh, he's got his hand all the yes, way up. Yes, 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 yes. Like so far yeah. up to like the Almost bridge, where the like, is, yeah. like literally, like where end up being like tuk, 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 at like the very end of this bass and yeah, holding yeah, yeah. it. That's what I remember seeing. I don't know if it was him or somebody filling in for bass and trying to recreate it. I just okay. think I remember it seeing it. Could have that. been like a '90s thing with Guy Pratt on bass. He was possibly their, he was their session bassist after Roger left. I'll try and I'll try and see if I can track this down. But um, I just distinctly remember seeing that in like a reunion or like or like a performance or something and trying to do that and I find that very interesting like it works it's like, so clever it's again, it, that like, is very clever I very much enjoy that and when they come in it's like mm. yeah um, and like Dave Gilmore's um, vocals on this are really great as they always are but Richard Wright's vocals on this in like the slow part where it slows down hanging on a quiet like all that stuff with Dave is really really he has such a like smooth voice Yes, Richard oh, Wright. it's really just nice smooth. and it's, oh. Mm. We can't get too far within the album where we can't talk about um, the dark side of the rainbow. Have you heard of that? No. What is So pretty it? much it was this thing that um, 
a lot of people found, a lot of people would get really, really high and put on the Wizard of Oz film with no sound and line it up with Dark Side of the Moon on like the turntable and they would play the two in sync. And it's like, a, it's a thing. It's a proper thing. It's a what? thing. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. What on? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's true. It's called The Dark Side of the Rainbow is the pairing of Dark Side of the Moon with 1939 film The Wizard of Oz. There are like moments in there that like apparently I have done it once. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> no minus way. the drugs part. Um, but I, I just I, but for me it was just like maybe, but like also no way. You, it's cool though. Like I like that it's got this like secret connection to the film. Like or like no, another like, thing that links it to the album. But the way cool. the way that. I don't know how links like this are created and it actually like baffles me how people come to these conclusions and then everybody's like, oh my, it was insane. I don't know how I would have thought of this. And it's like, you wouldn't have thought of this because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What you're doing doesn't make, like, it's a bit of a tangent, but... It is a little You know the bit. band Radiohead? Of course. Yeah. You know the super album that people like putting together? Oh, uh, I have heard When of you that. put together... Okay, computer and in rainbow. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then apparently that when you put them alternate between songs, it creates a seamless album. Except apparently in one certain spot where you have to play two songs from one album one after each other. So it's not alternate. So it's technically not a super album. And then people say there's a secret, uh, secret, uh, hidden er uh, album where you combine that album, like um. OK Computer, In Rainbow, and a third album, and that apparently creates, like, this ultimate seamless oh, thing. Okay. And I, but, but, like, I've listened to it with friends. Like, we've been like, let's have a listen. Yeah. And the, the transitions are so jarring. And we're like, what are actually... Who invent... Who thought of this? Dang. Like, it, that's... That's something. <laughs> another thing that, like, Dark Side of the Rainbow is... Um, Getting back to time, yeah, David Gilmour's guitar solos, and, like, David Gilmour's guitar in general is just, he's one of the greatest guitar players The guitars players on this album are great, like, truly, rip in. Um, and then, obviously, it goes back to the Breathe reprise at the end, which then takes us into this next song. Time is just a mega. Pink Floyd, I don't think, have many hits, maybe besides, like, Another Brick in the Wall, whereas, like, all of their songs are just, like, if this was going to be, like, a hit song for Pink Floyd, this time would be one of them. I'd say I didn't mean by saying and like hits as like because they didn't do many singles. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like they're all like album tracks, not like single releases. Whereas time for me would be like if it was going to be a single, either this or money would have been like the singles for the oh, album. Oh, definitely for sure. no, definitely. Um, but yeah, I I kind of gave it a five. <laughs> it's just for me. It's just like it's on. It's just on one of the greatest albums of all time. It's one of the best songs of you've the album. You've got some. You've got. You've got. I some, got a lot of. You've fives. got a lot of fives in here. I, I gave it a four fives. though. I gave it a four. I did like. Okay, it a lot. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> I will take that. It's good. It's good. I enjoy it. Now I've been waiting for this song, the whole way through to get here. The Great Gig in the Sky, what a performance by Claire H. Torrey, the vocalist, oh the wordless vocalist. I think it is one of the hardest songs to sing with no vocals in it. I'm oh, sorry, no, no lyrics in it, um, which is what I meant to say. 
How did you find the great gig in the sky, Carly? It's amazing. It's fucked. I'd heard it, but I think this is one I heard before that I didn't realise this is what it was until it's, it like, because the chords start playing. I believe it's on a oh, piano. I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, piano yeah. and it just starts. I'm, I was like, oh, I'm liking this. And the guitar slides in. I was like, this yeah. is sounding familiar. And everybody <laughs> comes in <laughs> and, oh, it's electric. Like when they hop in and she, yeah, you uh, know, I'm like Jesus Christ! Like it, that, like it's this huge. It's this humongous. is one of my favorites on the um yeah. by far. It's like it's great. And it's got no lyrics. Yeah, she's destroying like the whole time. Yeah, and the chords are amazing. The the slide gets on, and it comes back down at the end. Yeah, it comes back down. And there's yeah. some nice because I was like they're just gonna be blasting the whole time, and then she sings it. Lightly, and yeah. I never expected it. I was like, oh, it's insane mm. vocals. I remember hearing it for the first time, just like my jaw hitting the floor. <laughs> um, again, like I think it took me a few listens to like really appreciate like the magnitude of like what this song is. And it was huge and it's massive. Um, but it's just like, it's crazy. It's just another like piece in the puzzle of this album. Like, you know, it's like, it's just, it's crazy. And like that chord progression. By Richard oh. Wright is magical. Just starting on that B minor and it's just like, oh. And again, Richard Wright's drumming is just, it's never in the way. It never. It's very similar to Ringo style. It's never like too much. It's never not enough. It's always exactly what the song needs it to be. Yes, exactly. Um, which is, I feel like, which very much sums up Nick Mason's entire drums on Pink Floyd. It's always exactly what it needs to be. It can be big where it needs to and soft where it needs to. It just um, works. All the instruments, that's especially right. in this, work like Everything so just well fits together. together. Oh perfectly. my. You're not going to be surprised that I gave Great King in the Sky a five. Gave it a four and a half. Oh, even. I'll take that as well. <laughs> even better. I'm liking this. Our scores are getting higher. Let's keep it up with choo choo choo. That's my cash. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's your thing. <laughs> it wasn't that good, was it? <laughs> but I could do a better bass one. The bam, 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 bam. Was that better? I think that, that was that was pretty good. That the, the impressions are improving. Uh, the impressions are improving. I don't improving. know about that, but uh, money. Dave Gilmore's vocals is just in full display here. Absolutely I don't think it does. Oh. Mm. So can we talk about that sax solo for a minute? Oh, yes. Oh, my. I was like, what is happening? And I'm loving it. I did not expect the sax to rip in. Yeah, and I just... was like, what? And the sax destroys. And this is the bit that I what, that I didn't hear. Because I was like, I swear I know what money sounds like. Yeah. I swear I know the song. And then they hit up this 4-4, like, ascending chord progression section. <laughs> and everything had <laughs> hit up. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? And they yeah. were just, like, soloing. I don't know if it was sax or guitar. But I was like, I'm loving yeah, this. Sex bit. starts on like it's like the same vibe, and then it like builds and builds and builds and builds, and then Nick does this massive drum feel, and then just explodes into energy with this ripping guitar solo. Then it will come back down, and then it will explode again, yeah. and then it'll, and then it will come back. Because comes down, back to, like, down there the like verse. money, and I'm like, how did you come back from yeah, that? How do you switch? Circle. How do you switch between these? It's insane. Also, the intro, I would say, especially with headphones. Like stereo, the intro oh, yeah. sounds amazing. You'll find, like, the boom, different. When I saw Roger Waters ears. live at Kudos quite a few years ago, it was um, it was surround sound. There were speakers all around. Really, the stadium. And when he did um, 
when he did money, you know, the, the cash registers were coming from different parts of the state, like the oh, arena. Oh, so that's like, sick. So that's this is so cool. Crazy. He did this thing. Like, Roger Waters is, like, crazy-ass political, like, nuts. Um, and he does this thing where, like, the start of Act 2, where he does some songs from the Pink Floyd's album Animals, which is, like, probably my favourite Pink Floyd album. It, like, this massive, like, screen thing comes down in the middle of Arena. Like, you've been to Kudos. It comes down in the middle of Kudos. You cannot see the other side of the Arena. It's, like, got, like, projections on it. You can, heart, like, see half the stage. Like, he does, like, crazy things. His one, he showed, this tour that he just did was, like, in the round, but it's almost, like, across stage. So it was, like, thin, and then, like, it would be, like, big, like, a square, like, rectangle in the middle, and then it would go off to the sides, and then, like, down again. What it was the just, like, hell? Does, like, crazy things. Pink Floyd's also really known for their, like, video animations and projections. Yeah. So, like... While they're performing, like, there's videos on the screen. Like, what you're talking about, like, with um, Time Before. Yes. Like, there's really famous videos, like, of, uh, like, the money one has all, like, cash registers and, like, people and stuff like that. But it's great gig in disguise, this beautiful, like, I forget what the, is it a fisheye lens or it's, like, the circle lens or something? It's, like, this water one. It's just, like, stunning. Um, but my, and, like, so they're really known for their, like, like artwork too, of course. Yeah, but no, like very of like graphic, like art is a massive part of their work as well. But anyway, coming back to money, this song just rocks. Yes, it does. It oh just my. rocks. Oh my! How did you find it? I thought it was great. I gave it a four and a half. Four and a half. I gave it a five. <laughs> That's three fives in a row. And yeah, like, you, you're, yeah, you're, you're five, sir. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. The next one is a five as well. Us and them, <laughs> us and them just brings it right back down. I was just like, that guitar riff and all these chords based around D and everything. It's just like ah, oh, just so smooth. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. again, can we talk about that sax? Another great sends ripping sax solo towards the end of I'm the shocked. song. I'm shook. I'm shook listening to this. I love the, the chord lyrics. progression. In this song as well. So simple. Yeah, just so, like, I don't know. Again, it's not more than it needs to be. Like, it literally, like, in one of the verses, like, black and blue. And then, like, like that's the only lines in, like, in that phrase. Like, yeah. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and who knows which is which and who is who. Like, just so clever and like not simple, but like you know what I mean. Like no, 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 again, no. it doesn't simplistic almost. That's right. Um, and like it's got like talking phrases again, like it does quite throughout a lot throughout the album. Um, but again, this song like it, it's it's there and it's soft and it's moody and it's beautiful and then it just builds up with all these massive vocal harmonies backing them and stuff like that. Dave Gilmore's <laughs> vocals on this are just. I just think he has one of the smoothest vocals in rock. Like, it's so clean and effortless and always, like, just perfectly pitched and everything is just, like, so nice. I feel like when I hear David Gilmore sings, like, like if you listen to, like, Comfortably Numb or something, like, his vocals are always just so, like, beautiful and clean yeah. and it's, like, oh, no. so good. So, so, so good. <laughs> um, how about you? How did you find us and them? 
It's very nice. It's very nice. Very smooth. Very light. I'm I'm loving it. When I saw it was seven, like a seven eight minutes. Oh yeah. I was like I was like, what am I in for? But it's nice. Like I enjoyed it a lot, and the chord progression, everything. It's so yeah. cool and fun. I gave it a four. Four. It's a four. Nice. I gave it a five. You're obsessed <laughs> with giving fives. It's just, okay. There's only one more five. Okay, we have, got like three more tracks, but I'm I didn't sorry. give them all fives. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brad. Um, I I've given out no fives. No five. That's okay. I knew I knew this album was going to be me just saying how much I love it, and you being like <laughs> your thoughts on a first listen, which I'm totally fine with. Like I feel like there's going to be albums that are to come that you're going to be like, this is like the best thing ever. I'm going to be like, yeah, listen to it. <laughs> um, any color you like How'd you vibe? Oh It was pretty groovy. nice I thought it was pretty groovy As it, I think it's Out of all the instrumentals I think I like it the most Yeah Out of all the instrumentals That are on the album It's so nice It's good mm. And like Obviously the highlight For me for this song Is two things David Gilmore's guitar Again Just like Ripping solos No oh, the whole song Crisp Crisp um, but I also really love Nick Mason's drumming on this song. It's like the little like crash hits and off time feels and stuff like that. Like it's, it's very like same, same like dynamic wise. It comes down like a bit and stuff here and there. Like, you no, know, just like, it's a bit shorter though. Um, that's right. Yeah. And, um, it's, it, I don't know. It just flows nicely, but my favorite part of it is just how like it fades into like the ending of the album again. Like so many transitions, like the transitions are insane on this album. album though. Like it's crisp. Like shout out to Roger Waters for just this precision of crafting these group of songs into a larger collective. No, of course, um, it's like in, it's like co- for concept albums. Like we've looked at. A lot, especially American Idiot. We looked yeah, at American yeah. Idiot recently, which is a concept, like like a major concept stuff album. That make the album. Like, but in comparison, like that still has breaks. Like you've still got breaks between American Idiot and Jesus of Suburbia yeah, or, just, or Homecoming and what's her name. The only this break is, is full the, through. Is like the end of side A um, going into um, side B. But when you listen to it on Spotify, it it just you just it just fades through. It does. It does. It literally just, just goes straight into money. When I listen to it, which is insane, that they just go through like in terms of concept albums, it's insane for it to go through like so smoothly through everything that is yeah. so thought out like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And not even in ways of like, you just fade out and then go into the next one. Like not like yeah. it's very purposeful. That's all right. the transitions that they have. The only these. kind of fade out that we have is money versus us and them. But even still, the chords from us and them, it's like you could see it's intentional. Like going over the end of money, and it's meant to like go over, cross over one another, and you end out on the other side going into us and them. Again, yeah, it's so clever, but. Any kind of like, yeah, it's just this vibe and it's got these beautiful chords. I love like the chorus on all the, the rhythm guitars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I gave it a four. I uh, gave it a three and a half. Three and a half. Um, whereas like, I almost wanted to put these two songs together, but like all of them go into no. each other. Brain damage. Um, I just, as soon as I hear this D major chord, I'm just like, oh yeah, we're well, almost this, there. This is the one with the cool chord progression, I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, it just... This song, like, just it's like the beginning of the end of the album. Um, again, it does have some political um, lyric annotations, I would say, like, the lunatic is on the grass. Um, 
got to keep the loonies on the path. The lunatic is in the hall. The lunatics are in my hall. Like, so on and so on. But so it's on. amazing. Like, the chords and the feel. And it's like a classic. Right? It's just nice. Like, especially for the end of the album. And they link it. I heard they said the thing. They said Dark Side of the Moon. That's right. I was literally like... about to say that. <laughs> and, if, and if the band you're in starts playing different tunes, I'll see you on the Dark Side of the Moon. I'm just like, oh, yes. This I is rarely the part see... Where, like, I really see bands or anybody like name the album yeah. inside unless it's a title track unless things like please please me yeah 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 where they just where, idiot, where it's, like, that's the whole whatever. song but you know but this is like it, it's it's just like cleverly in there and yeah. I was like ah oh. that's one of my favorite parts of the whole album I think the ending the ending of this album like this and then the next track Eclipse as well yeah are like is a very nice ending to this album so definitely good um, yeah. Brain damage again is like, um, you've obviously got like those sound effects, a cool synth thing right at the end of the song. Um, you've got like, obviously those, like I said, those voices, like sound effects going throughout like the whole album and then going through here. Um, but yeah, I just think this song like live, it hits just so much differently. Like this really? is just a massive song. And oh. then like, and then when you get to Eclipse, you know, it just explodes and it, and it goes really big as well. Um, yeah, I wanted to give this a five, but I was like, <laughs> I really wanted to, but I was like, compared to the next song, which is obviously much shorter, but I just think it's just like the perfect conclusion to this album. I gave it a 4.5. That's fair. That's fair. I gave it a four. Solid four. four. Um, again, just rocks and to top it all off, Eclipse, which is one of the shortest, like, like lyric songs. Like, you know, it's like, it's not yeah, like an instrumental no. song. So I would say it is the shortest one. Um, but just like when it gets to the D, C, B flat, A, like it's just like, oh my God. And just like the lyrics as well, um, exactly like what you would expect from um, Pink Floyd. Just so like, again, you can't go past like Roger's writing. No, it's actually, it's like, it's very, very clever. Um, I mean, on first listen, I feel like, I feel like it's almost absorbed less because there's a lot of like clever little tidbits and that sort of stuff yeah how, how did but you find the nice. end of the album oh the end of the album is nice I, I love the end of the album especially the roundabout way as you talked about like at the very beginning yeah. the roundabout way it comes back after because I was like this song's long and then yeah. they obviously because I'm listening on Spotify at the time I was yep. listening on Spotify they end the song and there's still like a decent minute left or something yeah 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 and then they go back into this heartbeat sort of thing that they yep. started the album with some more quotes and that sort of stuff in the background which I was a fan of and it, I was like this is just a nice way to round it out to yeah. come back to the idea that you started with as well yeah again like my thing with this album like if anyone else has any different like opinions on like what they think this album like represents I think there's a lot of metaphors and a lot of things you can take metaphorically throughout this album but for me like, you know, how I talked about in the beginning how I thought breathe was, like, someone being born with the, like, mother screaming, like, you know, breathe, like, breathe in the air. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're born, you're, you're breathing yeah. for the first time. I think this song is about death. I really do. Oh. Like, your memories, like, fading by, like, well, all that you give, all that, and all that you deal, and all that you buy, beg, borrow, steal, all that you create, all and all you destroy, and all that you do, and all that you say, and all that you eat, and everyone you meet, all that you slight and everyone you fight, and all that is now, and all that is gone. All that's to come, and everything under the sun is in tune, but the sun is eclipsed by the moon. I don't know, I just feel like it's someone's, like, memories of their life, like, flying by. It's like as you go off to heaven or something yeah. like that. Like, 
just by going through all those things, like all that you touch, all that you taste, all you feel, all you love, all that you hate, like it's kind of like your life in like a frame or something like that, and you just see it like go by. Um, no, of course, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's how I've always seen it. You link those two things together, like well, I'm, like you know, you've got these themes of money and us versus them, and time, and you know, like all these kind of reoccurring themes of life and things in life in general. That's just how I've always looked at the album. I think is like kind of a representation of life in general, and like maybe a particular person's type of life, or maybe just Roger Waters' view on life. No, you know, no, I fully like, agree. Because he's always talked about like us and them. Like, why aren't we all like us? Why is there them? Like, who is them? You know, it's usually like politics or like, or like it could be us and like them is like, you know, people less fortunate or people of other races or religion or something. Like, why is there a them? Why isn't there just an us? You know what I mean? So he's done like a tour called Us and Them, which kind of focuses on, on a lot of those points. But. Anyway, coming back to it, and then you just, like, go back to, like, the heartbeats and it fades out. Um, so, yeah, I really think of it as, like, not a death song, but, like, no, more no, like no, a no, celebration no, of mean. life, I think. And, again, yeah, it's just, I can't think of this album not think of this song. So it's just the perfect closer for me. I gave it a five. I gave it a four. Nice. I gave it a four. It's a very, it's a very nice closer to the album. Um, I think it rounded out very well. Yeah. For me, like... Dark Side of the Moon is just like a... Again, like Thriller, I just think it's a perfect <clears throat> album. Oh, okay, okay. I really do. I think, again, like... Dark, um, Thriller obviously has, like, no, like, instrumentals or... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, a song is the song and there's no, like, fade-ins to other songs or whatever. And whereas, like, this is, like... Dark Side is meant to be listened to as a collective... No, you don't no, shuffle Pink mean. Floyd albums, you know, because <laughs> you miss out. Like, if you listen to this on shuffle, so if you heard like "Breathe" and then heard like "Us and Them," and then you went to time and stuff like that, it just wouldn't. You would never get any of these like fade ins or outs, and you wouldn't experience like the highs and the lows of the album. Um, so I think as a package, you can see why it's one of the biggest selling albums of all time. No, no, of course I agree. Um, so what did you rank it? Um, what did you rank it? <laughs> no, you go first. Mine's going to be pretty No, 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 I want you to go first. Oh, well, I gave it a 10. You gave it a 10? No, nah, <laughs> it's And it's an unskippable album for me personally. Oh, okay, no, that, okay, um, that makes sense. The, the fact that the main reason why I know it's unskippable is because the album doesn't hit as hard if you skip a part of it because everything uh, goes into one another. Everything has its place and its moment to go into the next thing. Um, so for me, like the fact that you can't even shuffle it is the same. So for me, skipping a part of this album, listening to a song on its own, like if you listen to money, maybe, but like if I listen to great gig in the sky, I know that like I need to listen to money afterwards, you know, cause it goes into it or like same with like, brain damage if I listen to that I know that like Eclipse is about to come out or like I don't want to hear that cut off just before Eclipse I just want to hear it like that nice beautiful D chord going into Eclipse so for me Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon is a 10 out of 10 and it's an unskippable album for me how about you Carney I mean that's fair that makes sense um I fully understand it being like a yeah like a full three out like it works very well especially as an album altogether, and the way it's been constructed and crafted i think it like 
That's the way it should be. And yeah. we say that a lot of the time. Like, that's the way it should be. That's and right. it works very well. But just for me, like, if I was going to listen to this again, like, if I was going to listen to it, I'd probably seek out certain things rather yeah. than give it um, all the listen, purely because some things are very, like, visceral. Like, some things I just, at the end of the day, wasn't a major fan of in terms of yeah. the album and how it works. But I still think it's still should be listened to in full. If you're going to listen to the album, you should listen to it in full. For sure. Because the experience Absolutely. as a whole from beginning to end is great. But I do think it is a skippable album. Yeah, in okay. In my opinion. And I gave it a, I gave it a seven out of 10. You know what? I will take, I will take <laughs> a seven. I will happily take a seven. I think Pink Floyd fans listening are like, probably, hopefully are applauding you. I think, I think I might be crucified once I wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah. If anyone wants Carney's address, it's a no. <laughs> um, but there you go. I, I knew when we started this podcast that, like, if there was one album that I was really, really, really excited to talk about, it would be Dark Side. No, of course. And it's an album that we have to talk about if we're doing a podcast about our favourite <laughs> albums and the best <laughs> albums of all time. But there you go, folks. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Hell yeah. 1973. I think it's unskippable. Carney thinks it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty um, all right, pretty all right one. <laughs> How about we talk about something different and get into our songs of the episode? Hundred percent. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. So here we are, another edition of Song of the Episode. Would yes, you like to yes, start? Yes. Yeah, I'll give it a start. All right. Um. So, uh, I'm a big fan of, I don't dance a lot. I don't dance a whole much, but I Aww. do really want to get into dancing. Something that I find really fun is, um, these two, I believe these two black tap dancing brothers oh, way back from like the forties, fifties. And a lot of yeah. the movies with things like Cab Calloway, they're called the Nicholas brothers mm -hmm. and they are a lot of fun. And it's so much fun to watch. And they did um, this video that I find, which is insane, by the way. They think they're doing this video. is insane. I'll have to show you. Yeah. But the song is just very fun. It's called I've Got a Gal in Kalamazoo. And Why does that just already sound so cool? <laughs> it's, such, it's such a fun, jaunty, like, classic, like, early jazz. Like, you've got, like, a bunch of horns. Nice. Like, those jazz big band groups doing this. And it's the two brothers, and they sing this. And they tap dance as well, like halfway through the song, so it becomes so like nice that's tap on instrumental. the that's on the song, like the yeah. I believe on Spotify there might be a live version. Like usually I watch a YouTube video, yeah. and they sing it, and then they go into this brilliant tap number, and it jumps up and it goes crazy, and they're moving around, which I'd love to do. I would love to be able to do something like that at that's some so point. Cool. But I love it. They're like, um, I love the bit. They go. Um, they swap between saying the letters of the word Kalamazoo. So yeah. they're like, everything's okay. A-L-A-M-A-Z-O-O. -O. I think that's so very cool. fun. You need to, it's so much fun. I'm going to listen to that. <laughs> and remember, listeners, if you want to find any of these amazing songs that Kanye and I talk about, you can find them on our Spotify and Apple Music playlist, Songs of the Episode by The Album Land. You'll find Hell all yes. of our songs of the episodes from this episode and from previous ones. But... 
Brian, what is yours? I'm going to talk about one of my favourite artists of all time, a guy by the name of Billy Joel. Play me your piano, man. That was awful. (laughs) That was was terrible. (laughs) That was bad. Anyway, um, Billy Joel recently announced that he is um, releasing his first original song, Get this, since his last album in 1993. Really? Yes. He hasn't released an album in 30 years? His last album was River of Dreams in 1993. But he did do a classical album, 2001. Um, But his last original full written lyrics and stuff like that was River of Dreams in 93. And then he just decided that he didn't want to stop. He didn't want to write anymore. And he, like he's fair. still been touring and stuff like that. I know some artists like that, like Andre Three Thousand, yeah, who didn't like just make recording. a rap album for thirty years and then came back last, also like yeah. last year and was like, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So Billy's been still touring and stuff since then, but he hasn't written or released anything whatsoever. There's been like live albums, and yeah, stuff like of that, of stuff that's already been released. But he, he's um, released a new song, um, and the song is called um, "Turn the Lights On." And, um, and it's just like classic Billy Joel, like him, uh, just him and a piano, like some like kind of like synthy um, songs. But actually, sorry, the song is called Turn the Lights Back On, not Turn the Lights oh, On, Turn okay, the Lights okay, Back okay, On. Okay, sorry. okay, I get you. Um, that's the full name of the song. Um, but I just, it's just classic Billy Joel. It's like he's never gone away. You know, like he's he sounds older, but like you know, it's just it's so simple. Yet the lyrics and the melodies and the chords, just his piano playing is insane. You would love his. Piano oh no, playing. I have to. I have to. I have his to piano playing is just. Off I love the pianists that go. There's like a lot of. I've been idolizing more pianists. Like I've yeah. been going through like different areas of like instruments that I've been like wanting to get more into. Yeah, and now as especially as a musician and someone who enjoys music, like yeah. um, I've just been analyzing a lot more pianists and bassists and guitarists. Yeah. So I'll definitely give that a check out. Yeah, you can't go past Billy Joel's um, piano playing. I'd really love to talk about The Stranger on here. The, yeah. This album's like one of, probably his biggest album. We should get to that for sure. Yeah. But uh, but that is my song of the week. Nice. I do have um, a question Turn the lights back on. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. questions. Uh, yeah. So I've just got a question. Yeah. If you... Is there any musicians right now that you've been looking at that you idolise any playing or anything interesting or you've been like, this is interesting or you want to look more into that? Any musicians that are calling out to you? Um, for new stuff or like, or, or just what I'm listening to? Just in general. Just new. Uh, well, I always just can't go past um, my, my man, my idol, my hero, Mr. Paul McCartney. Oh, of course. Um, I could just do an episode where I just talk about Paul McCartney <laughs> for 10 hours. Um, <laughs> But for me, he's just like, just best songwriter of all time. Not Lennon's like, not far, like probably like minus one behind him. Minus like a milli song or something like that behind him. But I just love Ooh. Paul's creativity and like melodies and his ability to just smash out like some of the greatest songs <laughs> of all time. Like they're nothing. You he's know what very I mean? clever. Like and he's recorded everywhere. Insane. And he's done everything, but I feel like he's still a humble guy. He had his phase in like late nineties, early two thousands, where I wasn't mullet McCartney um, back then, which I wasn't like. I don't know. He seemed like a bit of a. You know. <laughs> but then, like now, he's just come back like full circle and like yeah, 
me always will be Mr. McCartney. Oh. And we will do a Paul McCartney album soon. Surely it'll be like Band on the Run or something. No, like no, hands down, we have to. Or or something modern. Ram as well. Could be something modern. Could be like McCartney 3, Egypt Station. Like, I have Egypt Station year. on vinyl, actually. The <gasps> Spotify exclusive green Damn. one. Um, I have the deluxe collector's edition, the three oh, LP one with like the bonus the tracks. Yeah. Okay. You're talking to a Beatles collector. Here, okay. Mate, no so. need to one up me there. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the episode. Another Man. one done. Kachow. What can we expect from our next episode? We're going like totally polar opposite now. Yeah. This is, this is crazy different. This In is an artist sound. that like, like Taylor Swift. I'm scared to talk about this artist. <laughs> And I hope I don't get, like, shot or something. Yeah. But I will say some songs that I've started listening to as well are actually rather similar to this era, like, 60s, 70s. Very on this album. Like, hella, Very especially stones, the mixing like, and everything. Yeah. But we're obviously talking about... Mr. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. We're going to talk about his first album. Self-titled. Self-titled. <laughs> um, which has a lot of influences from really, like, classic rock stuff. I think one song in particular, which we'll get to, is just... Taken out of the Rolling Stones songbook. Exactly. Oh my. Um, but I absolutely love that album, and he's my favorite One D member. Up Harry that's Styles. That's fair. That what a man. Fair. What a legend. Ooh. So that's what you got to look forward to next time on the Album Lounge. Thank you as always for listening. Hit, give us a five star on Spotify Please. and Apple Music. Please. Um, and we'll see you next time. I've been Brad. I've been Connie. And we'll see you next time. See ya.